lifted above our heads the means of transportation that utilize the health that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, the wealth that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us from His side for which we need to continue thanking Him. The greatest, the most precious and the most valuable of all these favors, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us believers in the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammad rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us subscribers to this pure and true religion and deen of Islam. And this religion and deen of Islam, of course, is made up of certain aspects, certain pillars. And as a Muslim, a person has to perform certain responsibilities from time to time. And we find that currently we are in the season of Hajj. Hajj being an important pillar of Islam, one of the five pillars of Islam. We know in a hadith, Rasulullah has mentioned to us the five pillars upon which Islam is based. Bunyal Islam wa ala Islam is based upon five things. Shahadati Allah la illallah wa Muhammad Rasulullah. Bearing witness that there is no God except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Muhammad is the last and final messenger. Wa iqam is salat, the establishing of salat. Wa itai is zakah, the giving of zakah, if it, zakah if it falls on us. Wa hajjil bayt wa sawmi Ramadan. Fasting in a month of Ramadan and of course going for pilgrimage, carrying out the Hajj at least once in our lifetime if a person has the financial and physical ability to do so. So this act or this pilgrimage of Hajj is an important aspect of our deen and it is something that a person has to carry out at least once in his life when and if he has the financial and physical ability to carry it out. It is an important part of deen. And if a person has the ability to carry out this act of Hajj and he has the opportunity, he has everything, he has the accreditation, he has the finance, etc. And he does not do so in their severe ways in the hadith for such a person. Such a person is leaving out and such a person is falling short in an important aspect of deen. So Hajj is compulsory upon every believer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is compulsory upon the people to carry out this hajj at least once in their, uh, once in their life. Those that have the ability, many sabina. And if a person has to fulfill this command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this hajj for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how he ought to fulfill it, fulfill all the hukuk and the rights of their hajj, then we find that is why we honor hajj so much. The, the rewards for such a person and the condition that a person will come back from Baytullah if he has to fulfill the haq of that hajj is such a person will be of such a high caliber as mentioned in the hadith. Rasulullah has mentioned that person that does hajj for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he tries to the best of his ability not to fall short in that hajj. He tries to the best of his, his ability not to go wrong. He does not say anything wrong. He does not commit any sin or guna on that journey to the best of his ability. Then When he comes back from that hajj of his, then it is as if the day that his mother gave birth to him. He comes back completely free of sins and gunas. And we know, of course, when a person goes for hajj, then we normally make dua for him. That whole hajj or mabroor hajj. Hajj which is maqbul, Hajj which is maqbul. And this, this, this is something that has come in a hadith. Rasulullah has mentioned in a hadith, Al-Umratu ila al-Umratu kafaratu ni ma baynahumar. If a person has to go for Umrah and he comes back home and then after a while, after a few months or years, he goes back for Umrah again, then all the sins that we might have committed in between those Umrahs are forgiven. The minor sins. Of course, for major sins, the person has to make talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But whatever shortcomings the person might have committed during, between those two Umrahs, all those Sins are forgiven. 
And if a person has to go and perform hajj, and that hajj which he performs is a mabrur hajj, then, 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 the only recompense a person can get for a mabrur hajj is jannah. A person is as if to say he is guaranteed jannah if a person has to perform a mabrur, a mabrur hajj. And some ulama have mentioned in certain kitab, it has come, what is the meaning of mabrur hajj? So it has been mentioned, the person goes for hajj and he does, he does, to the best of his ability, he does not even commit one sin on that journey of his. He tries to the best of his ability not to go wrong for he doesn't look at anything wrong. He doesn't say anything wrong. He doesn't listen to anything wrong. He does not commit any sin on the journey of three of years. Then it is hope that this person will get a mabrur hajj and his recompense and his reward will only be Jannah. Now we know us, many of our brothers, our friends have left for hajj, are leaving for hajj. And even though we might not be physically going for hajj, but definitely as a believer, as a Muslim, our hearts are with them. And we are always yearning to go to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person does not have that yearning and that zeal in his heart to visit Baytul and to visit Medina, then we find that that person, there is perhaps some deficiency in his iman, there is something lacking in his heart if he does not have the yearning to go for hajj. So even though we might not be physically going for hajj, but, but our hearts are with the judge, and we, of course we make, we, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we ask them to make dua for us. It is as if they are the ambassadors on behalf of the ummah to, to, to Baytullah, because when they go in Baytullah and when they stand on the plains of Arafat, then their duas will be accepted on behalf of the ummah. So we ask them to make dua for us. We assist them in whichever way we can, and our heart are with them. And whichever, whatever lesson we are supposed to take from this journey of Hajj, even though we are not going on this journey of Hajj, then we need to take those lessons. We find one of the lessons that we learn, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentioned, Allah also mentioned regarding this, when it comes Oh, you who believe fasting has been prescribed upon you, it falls upon you as it was prescribed upon those before you. Why? So that you may develop taqwa. You have to also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He speaks to us about preparing or, or taking the uh, preparation or provision for the journey, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Prepare for every provision for the journey. And the best provision a person can, de- can take is taqwa. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once again is drawing our attention to taqwa. And taqwa, of course, we know respecting friends and elders is something which should be in, in the life of every, every believer. It is something which we cannot do without. Because taqwa is the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The awareness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching us all the time. And ulama mentioned what is the definition of taqwa. The definition of taqwa is intisab awamirillah wajtanabun nawahi. That you obey every single command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is leveled against you. At every juncture in your life, you are aware that Allah is watching you. And you obey every single command of His wajtanabun nawahi. And you abstain from every single prohibition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is what is taqwa. So once again, here, yeah, a great lesson that we need to learn also from this journey of hajj is taqwa. A person has to develop taqwa. Whether he's going on the journey of Hajj, he has to have taqwa. Whether he's at home, a person has to have taqwa. We know our our, our pious predecessors and even uh, contemporary Akabi used to challenge us. And how, we know, we know our, our, uh, one of our pious elders of the recent past, Hazrat Shah Shaki, Hazrat Ali, used to mention in his poetry that Jahan taqwa hamesha salamat 
جہاں جس فضا میں رہے سلامت رہے Of course, every single person, if he's a Muslim, a believer, true believer, he will learn to visit Baytullah. And it is compulsory upon a believer to go and take the journey, that pilgrimage for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a person should make an intention, make a firm resolution, if he has yet, that he will only go for Hajj. And for that, a person has to make an effort, even though it might be a little effort. A person, of course, has to Nowadays, we know there are certain restrictions, there are certain conditions a person has to fulfill. A person has to apply for accreditation for Hajj and once only, uh, only when his name is mentioned in the list of accredited Hajjad, then he is able to go. So a person should do that. If a person does not have the financial ability, then he should make an effort to start saving, of course, to go for Hajj. We know how many of our elders in different parts of the country, only in the latter part of their life, they are able to go for Hajj because they spend their entire life saving for that journey. And we know nowadays... The exorbitant prices of Hajj is even, it has doubled and tripled in the past few years. So we should make an effort. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows He will take us. He will take us on that journey. Because respected friends and elders, even though we are supposed to adopt the Jews, it is not our wealth that will take us for Hajj. It is not at all our wealth that will take us for Hajj. But it is, it is the choosing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are so many examples that you can cite of people who were not even thinking of going for Hajj. They could not even imagine themselves going for Hajj financially, etc. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose them and within a few weeks, then they found themselves in front of Baytullah, they found themselves in the plain of Arafat. So we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we adopt whichever means we can save for the journey of Hajj, apply for accreditation, etc. Who knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will choose us and one day inshallah we will undertake this journey. So this, respect to friends and elders, these are things you can keep in mind. And as I mentioned, if a person is able to go for Hajj, he fulfills all the criteria, but because of his ghaflat, because of his negligence now, he does not undertake that journey for, for such a person. Rasulullah has mentioned in, in, in one hadith that, I cannot recall the beginning of the rewind, but Rasulullah mentions that this person passes away, he has the full ability to go for Hajj. But he passes away without performing Hajj. Rasulullah mentions I don't care he can pass away as a Jew or Christian. Because this person, he has not fulfilled, he has not fulfilled an important journey of an uh, important part of deen, even though he had the full ability to do so. So respecting friends and elders, that is why I say we have that intention in our heart that we, we should and make an effort towards saving to go on this wonderful and beautiful journey. Other lessons that we can learn, respecting friends and elders from the days, from the Mubarak days that are coming, we know that we are coming now towards the end of the month of Al-Qaeda. And then we will get, we will get the month of Al-Shijjah in which falls the actual five days of Al-Qaeda. Allah subhanahu according to some of us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes an oath on these ten, on these ten nights. Wal-Fajri wa layali Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes an oath on the morning and the, the first ten nights of the hijjah And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes an oath on something, then he is emphasizing to us the importance of that thing in his sight. And in Hadith, Rasulullah has mentioned that There are no days in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves good deeds more than the first 10 days of the Shijjah. 
These first 10 days of Zuhijjah are very Mubarak in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And according to somebody who said, it has been mentioned that if a person has to fast one day of these of these tens of the, the one of these days of the of the tenth of the Hijjah, he will get the reward. He will get the reward of fasting an entire year. And if a person has to stand up for ibadah during one of these ten nights of the, of the first ten nights of the Hijjah, the person will get the reward of Nilatul Qadr. According to some riwayat. So respected friends and elders, these are the Mubarak days and nights that are coming. So the important lessons that we can learn from these days and nights, and we, of course we know for those that are not taking the journey of Abdu to fulfill the important act and the important ibadat of Qurbani of Abdiya. That is slaughtering an animal for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon those who it is compulsory to slaughter a person who will have to also slaughter that animal and therefore also there are great lessons that we can learn. From that we learn from the act of Qurbani. We know Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to slaughter that son of his, Ismail or Ishaq, without question, without, without thinking or without applying his logic. He completely submitted to that command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he got himself, father and son, they got, they got ready to make that ultimate sacrifice and the son got ready to sacrifice his own life. Ibrahim wasalam, got ready to sacrifice the life of his son which is even greater than a person sacrificing his own life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in that, in that ayat, Karamba aslama, when they both submitted to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this complete submission also to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a great lesson that we learn from, from the Qurbani, which inshallah we will undertake during these, these, these days and nights that are coming. These days that are coming. So respect to the friends and elders, very important for us. We should not... Even though we are not physically undertaking the journey of Hajj, we should not forget about the important lessons that we can learn and a great lesson from the, a great lesson that we can learn from this journey of Hajj as well is perhaps Rubudiya or servitude. When a person goes for Hajj, a person will go for Hajj and, and he will have to carry out first of all, he will go, he will have to remove the normal clothing that he, that he uses. He cannot wear clothes, uh, he cannot wear clothes that are sewn, that are sewn. He will have to enter into a haram, once he reaches a certain sp- a certain place, then he will have to go, of course, he will have to perform his umrah, then he will have to go to Mina, he will have to go to Arafat and to Bali so all these are things, all these are things that are in the, that are in, that are, that are, that are fulfilling the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that are showing a person's servitude serve and a person's servitude in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So respect his friends and elders, these are, these are attitudes that we need to apply, apply upon ourselves in our, in our daily life. A person has to realize that he is the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every aspect of his life. A person has to bow down, a person has to submit to every command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every single aspect of his life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq to uh, make amal upon what, what has been spoken. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant and accepted hajj to all, the, all those that have gone for hajj. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the opportunity to once, over, to, to over and over again undertake the journey to wait to Allah. Wa akhiru da'awana and alhamdulillah. Allah akbar, Allah akbar. أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد 
الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا ان هدانا الله واكمل له ورضي لنا من اسلام دينا فلا نعبد ولا نستعين الا اياه ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان رسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولله على الناس حج البيت من استطاع اليه سبيلا وقال تعالى وتزودوا فان خير الزاد التقوى واتقون يا اولي الالباب وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من حج لله فلم يرفض ولم يفسق رجع فيوم ولدته امه وقال عليه الصلاه والسلام العمره الى العمره كفاره لما بينهما والحج المبرور ليس له جزاء الا الجنه وكما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام ويا معشر الاخوان اتقوا الله تعالى في السر والعلن وذروا الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن واعلموا ان الدنيا وما هذه الحياه الدنيا الا له ولعب وان الدار الاخره لا هي الحيوان بارك الله لنا ولكم في القران العظيم ونفعنا وياكم ما فيه من الايات بذكر الحكيم اقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه انه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم انونا على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر واشهدهم في امر الله عمر واستقمحان عثمان وقضاهم عليه وفاطمه سيده النساء اهل الجنه والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب اهل الجنه رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنهم وعن كل الصحابه اجمعين اللهم اغفر للعباس ولده مغفرات الظاهره وباطنه الادغال وذما الله الله في اصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعده فمن احبهم فبحبه احبهم ومن ابغضهم فببغض يبغضهم وخير الناس قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم ارز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم واخذل من خذل دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا منهم اللهم ربنا لا تجعلنا منهم بعد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون الله اكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين 
إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضال سبح اسم ربك العلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهذا والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غساء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى نفعت النكرى سيذكر من يقشى ويتجنبها الأشقلا والكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمد الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قد أفلح ما تذكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمد الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا ياسين الخليل ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وظلمنا أنفسنا فاغفر لنا ونكون من الفاسدين ربنا آتنا في دنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد كلما ذكره الكافرون وصل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد كلما غفل عن ذكرهم غافلون اللهم إنا نسألك من كل خير ما سألك من محمد ونبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من كل شر ما سعادك من محمد ونبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان وعليك البلاء ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى من القوم الفعل والنية والغن والهدى أنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم إنا نسألك نضاك ونجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن شرامك أغننا بفضلك عن من سواك اللهم اغفرنا الحاج ونما يستغفر له الحاج ربنا تقبل منا إنك آت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك آت التواب الرحيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المسلمين وحمد الله